Welcome to the Living at Your Finest podcast, a podcast devoted to helping communities of color with emphasis on women to live at their finest holistic health by being empowered to nourish their bodies, minds, and spirit so that they can flourish as health champions. I'm your host, Dr. Dolapa Babalola, aka Dr. Babs. I am a board-certified family physician, health and fitness coach, and the founder of Living at Your Finest Company. Have you struggled with your holistic health, spirit, mind, and body? Perhaps you thought you had it all figured out, all for it to come tumbling over. Imagine consistently living at your finest health with information that can transform your life and allow you to triumph holistically. Well, search no more. This podcast is just for you. Together, we can triumph on this journey of holistic health as my guest and I share lessons learned from our health journeys using an exciting holistic approach, fun, fundamental, and faith-based. So I hope you're ready for some fun and candid dialogue. Greetings, Living at Your Finest champions. It's a new day at the Living at Your Finest podcast show. Excited to be back as your host for episode 41. We are in for a treat today as we'll be talking to the founder of Brain Fresh. Yep, you heard me, a brain specialist. The brain is an amazing organ which not only helps us to make executive decisions, but controls all our bodily functions. So among other things, we are going to dive into this and I will introduce you to the amazing Dr. Mary Ransall. You know, I can't start without acknowledging you, my listeners, for investing your time to listening to the Living at Your Finest podcast and for all the amazing reviews and shares and just all your support. Thank you all so very much. So are you ready for some brain talk? I know I am. So let me introduce my guest. Dr. Mary Ransall is the owner of BrainFresh, a coach toolkit based on brain-based research. He's also a co-owner of BrainUp Group, a group focused on optimizing brain performance to achieve better business outcomes. She's an assistant professor of neurology at the Cleveland Clinic Leonard College of Medicine and the director of pediatric multiple sclerosis and wellness of Mellon Center of Cleveland Clinic. Dr. Ransell's work has focused on adult and pediatric multiple sclerosis, brain health, and integrative medicine. Her work in academic medicine often intersects with wellness, advocacy, innovation, entrepreneurship, and strategic initiatives. She has been, for since 2010, the best doctor of Cleveland per the Cleveland Magazine. Wow, isn't that amazing? This speaks to the integrity of her work. So I'm really super excited that we get a chance to hear from her expertise. She's appeared on numerous media outlets, including Good Morning America. Thank you so much for honoring us with your presence. Welcome to the podcast show. Thank you for having me. That's a, that's a very kind introduction. And I'm, I'm honored to be here with all your guests. Thank you. So we want to hear about this brain. Can you share <laughs> with us? Yes. I'm always Uh-oh. intrigued about the brain. Let me, yeah, if let you me ask tell me, you. <laughs> yes, right? If you asked me to talk about the brain, we could be here for hours and hours. I love, love, love talking about the brain. Yeah. So I really love using it to just remind people. Like I love when people get a little bit of brain wonder because I just want to remind people of the amazingness of the organ on our shoulders. It can do so many things. So I'm, I love to have some time to talk about it. So I'm ready. 
<laughs> awesome. So, you know, I'm curious about why the brain, you know, you're a neurologist and, you know, I, I love meeting people that specialize in neurology. I think I'm kind of biased because my father, my late dad was a neurophysiologist and I oh. always thought he was brilliant. I'm like, you know, I love medicine. I do. But when mm -hmm. it came to the brain, I was like shying away from it because I thought it was just so complex. So right. I always admired my father. And so I admire you too for the work that you do with the brain. So can you share with us why the brain? Where did that desire come from? And just give us the genesis of that. Right. So I think when I heard the word psychoneuroimmunology, and I couldn't believe that word, it was so long and it was seemed like so many things stuck together. I thought, what the heck? So, you know, it just tells you the power of the brain. So it's our psychology, it's our thinking, it's our actions and behaviors and, you know, psychoneuro, the neuro is actually the brain tissue. And then, you know, the immunology is our immune system. So it's amazing to me how those three body systems work together and to produce the, you know, the unique you that you are and the unique, you know, you that your listeners are. And, you know, I, I wish that we all got a little brain wonder each day so that we knew how to take care of it, you know, and that we knew what we could do to optimize it, like to make it the best thing it's ever been and to give it what it needs to really support it. Um, so that's why I just want to talk about it to, just to remind people, because normally we don't really have to think about it because it's so great. It, it does what we need. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, right. I love that. You called it the brain wonder. I've not heard of it in that such terminology, right. but it is amazing. It sits on our shoulder and it does wonderful things if we allow it to. So can right. you share some, you know, just give us some insights to how we can actually do that. Because a lot of us are working in the unconscious, you know, we just get up, do, move, you know, but how can we get our brain to, to help us to be at our, you know, live at our finest, as I always say, can you share right. some insight to that? Yes, live at our finest. I love that. That's, that's a wonderful way to say it. Um, yes. So I would say, you know, number one is to know just a few, maybe a few qualities about it so that you, you know, you, it just is a good reminder of how amazing it is. So number one, I would say there's something that we call neuroplasticity. So that's the brain's ability to move and shift and rewire and get more efficient every try every time we try something new. So that's learning. So we call it learning, but it's really the brain kind of rewiring and, and being more efficient. Like we know if you've ever tried to ride a bike or tried to skateboard or learn a new language, you know, it's hard at first and it seems like it's not gonna happen and you keep practicing and then things get easier because the brain is rewiring and sending the chemicals out more efficiently or the nerves are like little trees connecting to each other and they connect more efficiently the more the more you keep trying and doing things over and over so number one the brain is not a brick it is not solid it, it is it is a changing organ and we have the ability to enhance how much it changes um, so every time we learn something new we have a new brain you know i mean it's it's new in some way which is really neat it's a great quality to know about Yes, that's that's brain 101. Thank you for that. <laughs> so now it supports why I tell my patients. And I remember telling my mom when she was so afraid of, you know, having memory loss, that why don't you get a, a, a puzzle book, do something, learn a new skill. That's to support base, you know, we're hearing it from our, a neurologist, our brain specialist right. that we develop, it's able to expand and grow new neurons. So thank you for sharing that with us and uh, reminding us that we're capable than, you know, what we actually believe that we can do. So whatever mm -hmm. age we are, right, it's never too, too late Correct. to learn a new skill. The brain is capable. Correct. Yeah. So 100%. can you 
Yeah. Can you share with us? So other than the fact that it's not a brick and we can learn new skills, <laughs> how do we maintain the brain? How do we keep it? Maybe from your experience and from your expertise for our listeners, how can we nurture the brain so that it's, you know, it does the work that we need it to do? For mm-hmm. us? So I think the other thing to know about the brain is that it's very um, metabolically active. So it takes about 20% of our daily calories so that what we, you know, the three meals that you eat, you know, 20% of that is going to your brain, even though it's a couple pounds, you know, so brains are only two to three pounds. So they're not very big um, and they're very dependent on blood flow. So the brain is made of, of, you know, billions and billions of nerves wrapped in a fatty substance called myelin. So you need good fat, you know, for the brain to work well. And the brain is electric, electric, right? So it's always passing electric messages down and through the nerves down to our spinal cord. So, and even when we're relaxing, the brain is active, you know, so the brain is always moving. When we're sleeping, the brain is active. Um, the brain is like an orchestra, you know, there's always different parts moving, maybe one's louder than the other part and it, but it works, you know, it makes a beautiful outcome, you know, just like a beautiful piece of beautiful symphony or orchestra. But yeah, so I would say what you know about heart health, most people know about heart health, like what's really good for our heart is also very good for our brain, but the brain needs a few extra things. So it also needs to connect with humans, which is very hard during COVID. Um, it's getting a little easier depending on where you live, um, mm-hmm. but, but, and, you know, to be safe in that way. But the, the reason for that is the brain really needs to connect with other humans. We're always tribal, right? We grew up in communities, you know, many, many generations ago, we always were in at least 10 to 15 people that were very close to us um, in different communities. And so we, sometimes we think, well, we just have to get to work and get our work done. And I'm not going to talk to that person to get work, work done, work done, work done. How do you get my chores done, my chores done, you know, and you think, no, you actually have to stop and talk to the neighbor. You have to stop, talk to the mailman or woman, you know, you have to, you have to stop and have an interaction with the human. I recently heard a physician talking about this, that her day was very exhausting until she gave herself just a few minutes to talk to the patients about something else, just to connect with them. And it energized her because as humans, what we do is we share emotions. So no matter what you are thinking, I will perceive it. Even if it's not consciously, I will. So we sync our emotions. We have, there's called a mimicry and I will mimic you without even thinking about it. So it's really neat. Like we work off each other as humans and that's, that's what we have to, so we have to do heart health things that we know. So, you know, eat healthy, move, sleep well, and all those kind of things, but we also need to connect. And then there's the huge emotional piece. So we need to emotionally, um, you know, regulate or at least emotionally process. And some people think, you know what, I don't want to go in that closet. That's a scary place to go. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to get out. I don't know what's going to happen in there. Don't take me down that journey. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't go down that alley. You know, I don't want to go in there, you know, but so a few skills on how to emotionally process is, is just really vital for key living. Like you said, your, your framework. Of course, you know, for the finest living, you absolutely have to know how to emotionally process. And that's a key, key, uh, you know, behavior that humans have to know how to do. And it's learned, you know, we, sometimes we model other people, but sometimes you need to tune up how to do that and and some, some keys. And, And we've learned a lot during COVID. I think a lot of people have learned and heard about that more, but there's always generally, most of us have a few, you know, we could always learn something new. Yes, in regards absolutely. To that. Absolutely. Tune up. I like all your terminologies. <laughs> Tune up, tribal, connect with people, mm-hmm. you know, and it just brings to memory, you know, during COVID last year, I mean, academic medicine, just as you are, mm-hmm. you know, our elderly communities were, you know, isolated. 
So we started mm-hmm. an elective course actually called show. And that just means, you know, calling on the elderly, just, just picking up the phone call. So we are picking up the nice. phone to make a call to the elderly and so our students medical, and they enjoyed it. And it was, That's it was beautiful. a two way street. The mm-hmm. elderly, the patients enjoyed it. It was like, what Love time it. can we call you? It was like, anytime, just pick the phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there was a 15 minutes conversation and we noticed a better outcome, less depression, less anxiety. Right. Even students felt like they were contributing. That was, ex- especially during the time where students couldn't be on the ward because, you know, COVID and all of that went in the hype mm-hmm. of that. So yeah, you're absolutely right. We need connections. It's so cannot be overemphasized how mm-hmm. important it is that we need to connect. And and of course, you know, I, I, just as I said that, I can hear other people say, well, but human beings were complicated. We cause too much issues. We always have too much drama. So how mm-hmm. do you respond to people that say, no, I don't need to deal with people. I just need mm-hmm. to be on my own. Can you yeah. speak to that person saying that right yes. now? Yes. Uh, you don't need a huge tribe, but you need some, you need a group, you need a network around you. And, and to be intentional about that as physicians, we've learned that our social network will determine our health, right? Like you said, so if elderly are very lonely, they will literally, you know, they won't last as long. They will die earlier. Just yeah. um, if they're more lonely or don't have the social network, like, you know, when we say social network, we think it's light or fluffy, but it's not. It actually, are, those are the people that give us resources, give us answers. If we need something, they provide it for us. If we're sick, they'll help us. So, you know, your your 10 or 15 people you see the most, if you say, I don't, I don't like humans, you know, you think about the 10 <laughs> or 15 people right. you saw the most in the last two weeks, and then, you know, think of their behaviors. And that's somewhere where sometimes we have to be intentional, where sometimes we have to say, you know, the people I see the most, nobody exercises, nobody really eats a vegetable, nobody really does anything for the community, no one's serving in the community. I'm going to go find some people that do those things. Because if you change, you know, there's really interesting studies in various disease states, but if you add one healthy person in your network, you know, you, you do better personally, you know, you one healthy person, you know, so with healthy behaviors. Um, So we have to be intentional about who we keep around us. We don't need a lot of people, but the people we keep around us, they're going to determine how we do. So, um, you know, that we have to be intentional about that hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. You know how they say, show me, show me who your friends are. I'll tell you who you are. Right. Right, So, So that's absolutely right. I mean, it's one thing to be socially connected, but you also have to be very mindful of the kind of connections. It doesn't have to be a large crowd, just no. those, you know, particular people that connect that resonate with you that have the same goals and objectives. So I'm, I'm glad that right. you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And be well, intentional about it, you know, to be intentional. Don't let it go to chance. That's not something to go to. See, none of this is anything mm-hmm. that's really complex or hard, but it's not something you want to leave to chance. So you want to connect and you, you know, you want to do all like you, your framework hundred mm-hmm. percent, you know, you hit all the yeah. marks of things that really matter for, for finest living. Like you say, you know, yeah, that, re- that really matters. Mm-hmm. The, the component of um, emotion and social that those are mm-hmm. facets of living a holistic um, health. And of course that would enhance the brain activities as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I would like to hear from your experience, what, would be the biggest lesson that you've learned in this walk of life that you've, you've embarked upon and all the you know people that you've helped your clients um, that attain such great brain health can you tell us what is your most important lesson that you've learned um i would say you know to be on the same level as people that you're that you're around that you're either trying to help or that someone's trying okay. to help you 
I don't think that, you know, because I have a degree or something, I'm any different than anyone else that if I try to relate as a fellow human, I, I just, we all get farther. Um, so I would say, you know, don't, and the same thing is like, don't be worried reaching out to someone. If you're trying to learn a new skill or, you know, try to get into a certain school and you want to reach out to someone or get a new job and you want to try to reach out to someone who's already doing that kind of job, you know, people generally on average don't mind being reached out to. They like to hear from people. They like to tell their story. And so I, I would demystify kind of, you know, oh, what, what should I do if I, you know, you just reach out to people. You know, I, I remember in my early days, I reached out to a neurologist because I was in school and I didn't really have anyone in medicine in my family. And I just thought, I don't know why, but I really love neurology. So I just, someone said, well, maybe you should volunteer. And I go, how would I do that? You just ask, you know, you just ask. And people might say no, but a lot of people say yes. Yeah. So I would say, just ask if you really want to know what something's like, go shadow someone or give them a call and buy them coffee and <laughs> ask for, ask for 15 minutes. You know, just, you want to, you want to get somewhere, just go to someone yes. who's already doing it. Yes, yes. There's a lot of weight in that. Lots of um, nuggets that you drop there. You know, I had a posting actually today that it said, ask the right people the right questions mm. and you get, you know, the answer that you're looking for. So I, I'm, I'm really proud of, of, of your journey and how far you've come oh, because thank you. you ask the right questions and the right people. You're helping millions of people right now in your field. So that's great. So what motivates you? What keeps you going even when you don't feel like it? Well, I have four children and they're between 16 and 25. So I always thinking, I always think they're watching, you know, so whatever <laughs> I do, I want to make them proud of me, you know, and I want to be proud of them. And so I, you know, I am always a lifelong learner and I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to learn something new or go somewhere new. If I've been doing one thing and I, and I want to, you know, take a turn and just learn about something new there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just, I, that's just how I was made. And, and we know, like we talked about that, that's really important for a good brain function. So I'm always trying to learn something new. So okay. it might drive some people crazy. Like, what are you doing now? Like, oh gosh, that's my happy place. You know, that's, my that's happy good. Place. Do your children yeah. ask you, what are you learning? What are you doing now? Do they ask you? I bet they're really yes. inspired by you. That That's amazing. I, I would hope so. But that leads me, you know, that drives me, you know, it, it does. And I, and I think, you know, I think it's my values, like figuring out what my values are and a lot of them are inequality. So I feel like it's not done. Like the world is not a perfect place. I still, there's areas that need to be better. So that drives me, you know, so that's, so figuring out your values, I think also can help to drive you. Cause if you feel like, I don't know if I'm in the right place. If you go back and do some value searching and say, oh, this is what really, this is where I want to be really active. Like that will drive you. You don't have to ask if you'll spend an extra hour working on something, you will, if it really is value driven, you know? Yeah, that's, that's mm -hmm. correct. That's absolutely right. When you go to the, the, the core, your core values, that will definitely keep you motivated. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So what would you consider some of those barriers? I mean, other than what you've already mentioned, not being really clear about the values, not connecting with, with your environment and people around mm -hmm. you, what will be some of those barriers, if I may say, that would keep mm -hmm. us from living at our finest brain health. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I think we some people, them? you know, I think some people are doing something, you know, maybe they're doing something really amazing, but they have a little voice saying, I've always wanted to X, or I wonder more about this area. And they say, well, no, maybe now's not the time. Maybe I shouldn't try. Maybe there's nothing more for me. You know, that, that kind of thinking is limiting, you know? So I, 
I want people to think, no, there's so much, there's an abundance. Just think there's an abundance. Even if, you know, that's the amazing thing about the brain is you can take it places. You could take it to the past. You could take it to the future. You know, you could take it to a happy place or you could take it back to a time you were really scared and when things didn't work well, but that's you, you can drive it. Like we have this introspection, right? Like we can go in and, and remember and, and take our brain to our happy place or to take it to look to the future and say, you know what, if I do, I'm hoping, I'm dreaming of this. And then I'm going to take a couple steps toward that dream. So I want people to remember that the brain is made to change and grow and learn. And that if you put, you know, learning brains around you, so people who are also kind of growing and developing, you know, it'll help yours. And so, you know, just keep going after what you're interested in. And there's no right or wrong, right? It's your journey because there's no other you. So you, you can't say this, I don't know, this was never done. Of course it wasn't done. You're the only you. So, you know, you're making your path, you know? So that's, that's okay to ask questions. I think that's where people hesitate. Well, I don't know, it might rock this person's life or this person might not be happy or this, you know, you think of how you're going to affect other people. If you, if you have a dream, I mean, you think about it. It's okay to talk to some people about it. Is it the time? Is it the right thing? Is it okay now? Is it safe? You know, what have you. Um, but the brain likes to stay the same. It likes to, they, you know, some people will want to say it wants to conserve calories because it is very active. And so it doesn't want to change all the time. So you have to just talk to your amygdala and say, yeah, I got you. You know, I thought this through. I talked to some really respected people in this field. I'm going to go ahead, you know, and then you have to kind of drive it forward a little bit. Right. That, that is very motivating. That, that would definitely get people out of that barrier probably a forum where they feel I can't do this it's impossible because you haven't seen it done so right do it already do it right way. so right. I, that is motivating you've motivated me you've actually oh, good. enforced what it is that I've been right. saying so thank you for doing that <laughs> likewise <laughs> yes. yes so as we begin to wrap up I definitely would like you know for you to share how our listeners can get in touch with you and the amazing work that you're doing with brain health and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. brain fresh i would mm-hmm. like to just ask you two questions as, as okay. a wrap up and the first one will be what do you consider your life motto in the midst of it all my life you know i just want to say that i'm a lifelong learner okay. and just acknowledge that because i think that's what i have always found is my happiest place mm-hmm. to be learning Maybe something learning. new mm-hmm. and all the emotions that go along with that it's not all positive but it's all a lot of emotions and a lot of fun usually um, but yeah, that's my motto is just keep learning. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what would mm-hmm. you tell your older self in terms of, you know, what you've been through, your progress and mm-hmm. what is to come? Yeah. I think that one thing medicine gives us, you know, as you know, is that we're around people sometimes in really serious times of their lives. Right. And we've seen, you know, young people pass away, older people pass away. And a lot of times in medicine, we're honored to be with people at their last few days of life. And they'll say things like, I'm so happy I did X, Y, or Z, or I'm so glad I kept my family closer. I'm so glad I did this. And I think that's one of the many honors of being in medicine is that we see people kind of rethink their lives a lot. So that's not foreign to me to think that way because I've been around people since my, in my twenties, right. Since we are in school. So I feel like that is a gift of medicine that we are around people who are kind of rethinking their priorities and, or looking back on their whole life or saying goodbye to people, you know, like those are really meaningful moments. So I think of those times, you know, and so I always like from then, you know, I just feel like that was a gift in my twenties. I always thought, you know, do what's important to me and for, and serve others. 
Um, and I always did that. So I, I don't know. I hope I'd say, you know, good job. You did it. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> High five. Yes, yeah, that's you right, a, right. You did a fabulous job connecting with people. And I resonate with everything that you just said. As you were speaking, I was just smiling because it, it reminds me of why I went into medicine in the first place. You mm -hmm. have that honor and the privilege of connecting with people on so many levels, you know, and forever grateful for the opportunity to be able to serve in that capacity. So I thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Yes. Well, we would love to hear how we can connect with you if you don't mind sharing and if you have any last sure. cutting words. Yes. Yes. I have a quote from Nelson Mandela I'd love to share. It's, it's the quote is, may your choices reflect your hopes, not your fears. So again, go with the positive, not the scared part of you, you know, go with your, your, uh, your abundance mindset that that really usually helps you take that step toward the scary thing uh, but please yeah follow me i'm on facebook mary rensel i'm on um, linkedin dr mary rensel i'm on twitter uh m rensel md and um yeah on facebook i have a group called brain fresh and so please join us there it's a support group for coaches using brain-based tools so we have a lot of fun in that group um so yeah i'd love to see and i have a youtube channel with a lot of videos about coaching and brain health so um, jump in there. Yeah, jump. I'd love to see you and subscribe, please. Yeah, um, subscribe. So thank you. Yeah, yes. thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Such a blessing connecting with you. And I appreciate all the nuggets that you've dropped. So our listeners, make sure you subscribe. Brain Fresh. we got to keep that brain alive right. and healthy and strong. <laughs> and right. take us all the way to the very, very, very end. So again, thank you, Dr. Renzel, for um, just being with us and taking time to educate us and remind us about the importance of, of our brain and what it's capable of doing for us. Absolutely. My honor. And to listeners, thank you for staying tuned to the very end. You heard it now. You have to allow yourself to live again live in the state of abundance and not fear. Let that fear be your ammunition to excel and push yourself further. Be a lifelong learner. All right. Mm -hmm. There's no age that is the limit. <laughs> you can learn a new skill. We've heard it from the experts today. I hope that you will remember that you need to live at your finest because you deserve to and you most certainly can achieve it. Take care. God bless and much love. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Living at Your Finest podcast. My hope is that as you have been informed, you will be transformed to take actionable steps to triumph at Living at Your Finest health and personal development. For more in-depth content on best practices to ensure that you live at your finest daily, please join me on Facebook and YouTube at Living at Your Finest with Dr. Babs, where we learn together hashtag healthier together friendly reminder to subscribe on itunes if you have not done so already share the podcast within your circle of influence and please leave a review i would love to hear from you of note the words and other content provided here or in any linked materials are not intended as medical advice and does not reflect those of the organization that i'm employed by or affiliated with but serves as an educational platform to all matters pertaining to health and personal development. Even though I'm a family physician, I'm not your physician, so I'm not previewed to your specific needs. Well, until next time, take care and God bless.